Welcome, this is RLA The Northside Way, a podcast to help promote the culture of literacy in elementary schools in Northside ISD. So this is the elementary RLA team. Uh, We're sitting around on day two of the TCT ELA conference and debriefing our learning from today. This is Kim Resnicek. And we're going to introduce ourselves as we begin talking, and I believe Lolly's going to start. So one of the things that um, I was excited about was attending a session on merging response journals and bullet journaling. And the whole idea about that is um, helping kids have a, a deeper understanding of their comprehension of books that they read, and it touches on their socio-emotional learning as well. Um, and the creativity that they can come across when they respond to what they've read and turn it into writing as well. Hey, this is Maria Elizondo, and just to kind of piggyback off of that, one thing that is really exciting is that we're in a time where a lot of the new children's lit is about social-emotional learning and growth, and so we know that children's books and they just offer themselves as mentor texts organically, um, but we can definitely look at how to use those uh, to introduce these complex topics. And so, we're just—I'm just super excited that the literature out there right now um, is really covering that in ways that allows us to have these discussions about social emotional growth. Um, and one of the big, like the quotes that I wrote down, and I kind of keep going back to was by Carol Jago, and she's the author of the book in question is Why and How Reading is in Crisis. And one thing I just kind of put it in quotes and I highlighted it was she said that literature is our vehicle for teaching social-emotional skills. So I think it's a fun time to be in children's lit right now. So I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah, uh, this is Mallory, and I attended an awesome session on Project Lit with Jared Amato. And some of the things I keep thinking about when it comes to literature are that um, life's too short to read boring books. So we have to teach our kids that if they're really not into a book, it's okay to put it back and pick something new. Um, We want proficient readers, but if that's going to happen, we have to have passion first. Our kids have to be passionate about being reading and into text before they can develop proficiency over time. Um, So I think some of those are some of the big takeaways that um, really stuck with me during that session. Well, Mallory, on those same lines, this is Sylvia Leando. Uh, One of the things that stood out for me in one of my sessions is there was this quote, and it was, in our focus on what students should be able to know and can do, we are in danger of losing sight of what we want them to be, which is readers. And so when you talked about that passion, that's what it made me think of. Uh, because it's, I think sometimes we, we are focused, yes, on all these cheeks that we have to, to teach because they're new, and so we've had a lot of focus on that. But we, I think we need to kind of keep that big picture in mind of that we want our kids to be readers. That's our ultimate goal. And so if we keep that in mind, that knowing that as they practice their reading, that all of those skills of making the connections you know, making predictions that comes with being a good reader. So I think if we just keep that big, keep the big picture in mind, not get lost in the weeds of, you know, all the different teaks that we have to teach. This is Rosa, 
And um, I attended a session by Colin Seal, and he said that we could use critical thinking um, strategies even starting at kindergarten all the way to fifth grade. And one of the ways we could do this is very simple. And I'm going to give you four tips. Number one, think of a story we're going to use. Number two, ask what problem did the character face? Number three, um, what is the root cause? And this is where the critical thinking um, um, starts. And um, at the end, how can the character solve the problem? And a book that I suggest to use to start is The Yard, the Yard Sale by Even Eve Blunting. Sally, you're next. Oh, I thank you. So I went to a session on oral storytelling, and I have a little quote for you by Katie Wood Ray and Matt Glover. It says, we operate from a core belief that children do not need to get ready to be readers and writers. Instead, we believe that they are already readers and writers, albeit on their own terms as they live and learn inside literate communities. And so she just took us through a progression of the way that they learn to write sentences and not going too fast. And there was a whole progression on it. And we learned a new tool, which is interactive drawing to where we teach kids how to draw in stick figures and to practice their oral storytelling. Awesome. How about the session on the Library of Congress and all of that? Some of us were in that session. Do we want to touch upon that? Sure. So before I talk about that, um, there was a session, and sometimes it's not about necessarily an instructional strategy, but it's about learning about new people. And it, at least he was new to me. I'd never heard of Clint Smith. He uh, performs lots of TED Talks, he's written a couple of books, and is a slam poet. He performed some of his poetry, but he talked a lot about context and history. And basically, he's talking about the history that we learn, and then the other parts of history that we don't learn. Um, and so as we're teaching literature, what he says is we can't disentangle a piece of literature from its history. And so that's really just sticking with me, and I'm going to keep thinking about that. So then after that, we saw a session uh, on primary sources from NCTE. Um, NCTE won a grant from the Library of Congress. And so they showed us on the Library of Congress all kinds of resources where they have primary source sets. And so let's talk about any ideas that um, we've kind of been thinking about how we can connect that to our work in literature. So this is Marie again. I was thinking. I was really excited at that session because of the amount of accessible information the Library of Congress has to offer. So if you're looking for how to connect um, text to, uh, um, let's see, what do they call them, primary sources, this is the place to go. And everything is free and they have millions of 60 million. Uh, yeah, 60 Ooh. million pieces of primary sources that are at teachers' fingertips. So I think that it's really easy um, to navigate the website because you can just type in a, a topic that maybe you're looking for, like slavery or uh, laws or whatever it is that you can think of. And if you already have an idea for a fictional text um, and you, you can tie it into a topic, you can search the Library of Congress's website and then all of these resources pop up. So then you're going to see how easy it could be to link these primary resources so kids can um, 
learn some of that background information that they may need. Um, so it just has a lot of great like possibilities. I'm so that's exciting. One thing that I like about that session that the presenter didn't really talk as much about is her title, Book Backdrops. And so I think just mm -hmm. thinking about the context, it's really what's the context again? Of it's trying that to make the text. kids see the the big see picture, it, the big picture exactly. What all was happening? What being able to have more information versus just the book, mm -hmm. which connects really well with what Clint Smith was saying, right? So the history part. We've all learned a lot of good things. Uh, some are just kind of little tidbits. Some are some big ideas that we'll be thinking on more and maybe introducing into the curriculum at a later time. We wanted to share our learning with you all, and we hope that this um, gives you food for thought. And we're grateful that we had the opportunity to attend the conference. We thank you for listening and sharing our mission of promoting and expanding our culture of literacy throughout Northside. Until next time, we wish you glorious words, be they yours or others, to cherish and share.